0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is truly, truly on like Voltron, this episode, the long-awaited, my longtime friend, my manong, Janjan Briones. Yeah!
1: <laughs> Hello Eric!
0: Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Guys, you don't understand how excited I am to have John John here because we've shared so much history, but also you've made so much history on your own. My gosh, I'm so proud of you, bro. I mean when I watched the Emmys last year and I saw you on the Emmys, my I my tears in my eyes. Bro, because it's I mean we sat next to each other at rehearsal in my, at Magno. Right, right, You know, We, yeah. we are, you made sure to make, to, for me to know that I was on the same level as you when we were on stage, right? So that empowered me to know that I'm, I'm, I belong here. And when I saw you there, and not even that, when I saw you on the West End, each time, man, it's, it's, it's like my manong, my real manong on, on stage, like doing it and showing me how to do it too. And and it's it, it and to have you on my show now oh oh my god I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thanks man. Well, thanks for having me.
0: Dude. <laughs> no man. Uh, so, like I said, this is the the origin stories, the crazy funny Asian stories about Wait, hold on. How
1: how long have we been doing
0: this? This has been like this is your. will be episode number seventeen, which is my lucky number. Ooh, which, when I it love fell, the number. Yeah, when it fell on 17 and I knew, I was like, this is meant to be that John John's episode 17. It has to be. Oh, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, uh, so, yeah, we've been doing it for about two months and your name keeps coming up all the time. Oh, no. On all the- I owe people money, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because you help keep this community together. This, this, this podcast is for the Asian American Pacific Islander community of Los Angeles and Hollywood. It tells our stories. and I love it. And we talk about that. We talked about the fact that you have a Christmas party every year. The annual fam- yeah. Brianna's family Christmas party. And I talk about how I'm so proud that my, my daughter's first Easter egg hunt was in your backyard. That's right. That's you know. Right. So, I mean, the, the thing about it is, like, for me, this podcast is about the Asian-American acting community and comedian community and, you know, entertainment community here in Hollywood. And... You serve in a lot of ways as a ninong to a lot of people here, it, it, even if you don't even know you do. And and the way that, like I said, the way that you keep us all together, that part of the story that people don't know, like the stuff that they can't read on IMDb, the stuff that they can't read when they you know listen to an interview about you talking about you know any one of the number of things that your projects to work on. It's it's the the stories that brought you here. You know that's that's what we talk about here. So. Yeah, the the oh, the, stories. the yeah. underground stories, yeah. you know. <laughs> and man, I, I you I we, we've known each other a long time, and I've never even really heard the story of Miss Saigon back when you were in, still in the Philippines.
1: Oh, you mean the the, the original, the original, original OG, the oh, one
0: geez. because because so many people use you and Leia as an inspiration. Your your discovery story in the Philippines as part of their inspiration to being in the business in any way so i mean i think just being able to share how you got into it and how you were discovered would be an incredible story for people to hear
1: oh that was that was really in my point of view that was really incredible and for me personally Mm -hmm. being being chosen to be one of that that, that because
0: it was just you and leah
1: right No, no. Uh, How many? There were 15. 15? All from the Philippines? From the Philippines, yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, this is why I was so proud of that. Because during that time, Asians were still considered, can they act? I think at that point, Cameron was just, his hands were just forced to to explore Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. Manila in particular, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he couldn't find, he he realized he needs to have real Asian people to be in the show, even though it, you know... That would have been his, a
0: trip if they cast a lot of white folk and then put right, them with Right, well, it. you know... Uh, that would have been bad. <laughs> two of
1: the uh, major roles already were... Well, yeah. Already white, and they were considering having... Uh, uh, the Kim part, played by another white person, who who's done Les Mis. <laughs> but Whoa. The thing they went to Manila. The thing. They, this is what was what I was told by Claude Michel Schoenberg. He he's a composer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said uh, because I I said oh thank you very much. By the way, thank you very much for for uh, you know uh, casting us for coming to the Philippines to to cast. Mm-hmm. And he said no, don't thank me. Uh, you should thank this Filipino director that we saw. His name is Lino Broca. We saw his film in, in Paris. I saw, he said, I saw his film in Paris and I went, oh my gosh, these Filipinos are singing. They can sing. And mm. then he said to Cameron, Cameron, I think we should go to Manila. Those those, those people, the, the people there can sing. So that's why they, they went to Manila. And first thing... They they they've been searching for a Kim, all over all over the world, all over already yeah. for, uh, in 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 England in in uh, um, in the U.S. Hawaii everywhere. Mm-hmm. But nobody they can't seem to find one. And then they when they went to Manila, you're thinking, okay, we just need a Kim. They saw Leia, and saw Monique, saw Janine, saw. Hundreds of girls who can sing it, yeah, and he, they were blown away, sure, by it. So they went, okay, let's take Leia and also this girl and this girl and this girl, and like, before you know, they were going. You know what? Let's come back next uh, in a few months and cast the male ensemble because we, we got a my, you know a goldmine here, and the rest is history. I you know me with other Filipino men, Junix, Robert. Uh, Michael Williams all those guys we came from the Philippines because of because of you know somebody saw continent. a movie somebody because saw a movie in Claude France saw what was the movie. name of the movie again?
0: do you know? Guess, do you remember? I or no,
1: not maybe, maybe I don't know it was one it of
0: was those it was a movie that changed the world? <laughs> yeah, Lino
1: Brockoff film I've I, you know i, I forgot now what, what movie that was
0: but but the still that that that's amazing
1: yeah
0: that they didn't they weren't even thinking about it then they saw a film went to the philippines and then well, actually, struck it gold yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. if not for Lena brock i think all these so the
0: universe was uh, conspiring so tell me how that was like you went to the audition Oh, was no, it an audition, I, or was it well, what, what was it like? What was it, what was the process like when you in the Philippines when you were there? Like, how did how did they find you?
1: Well, first of all, my <laughs> it started with my my a friend of mine who's a direct uh, a producer. Okay, said, hey John, you wanna you know me? I'm just I'm just gallivanting and just you know having fun, and it, it was not serious to me, you know, doing theater. It was just. It, it was just so much fun. Sure. Anyway, so this friend of mine, he's the producer of the show, one of the shows I've done, and we always drink after the show. Of so course, we yeah. we became friends. And he was yeah. like, hey, uh, John, do you want to make extra bucks? Uh, I was like, well, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, he is helping facilitate this... Uh, uh, Audition for a Broadway show for this guy Cameron McIntosh. and what I didn't know who this guy is. So, man, yeah, man. sure, sure. sure uh, why not? You know, uh, yeah, and they're paying, they're paying us uh, a lot of money. It was cool. So I was there, and then I, we, what we did was calling everyone in the business, the celebrities, everyone, uh, theater, movies. Uh, calling them to say, hey, we would like to invite you to audition for a, a, bro- a new Broadway show.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: And a lot of them came. Yeah. And we were, uh, I was arranging their headshot resume. You, you were know, the casting director,
0: their, like? No, in a lot of assistant. ways. Like, I yeah, was casting one of assistant. The assistant. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, we were calling people again, scheduling them, and uh, they were auditioning. And then they got Miss Saigon, blessed sure, manga. Of course, and, yeah. And Four other girls, five other girls, and then they came back to cast the male ensemble. Right. And so you had
0: uh, you had facilitated the, the female yes. audition, and then they came back for the male ensemble, and, and then, then we facilitated it again. And then I okay. went,
1: you know what? I should audition, and I did, and I think yes. When, when and I was the one giving the uh, the resume, and it was funny. They said. You give it, John. You give it to cameras. That, that you know, freak him out. Yeah. And I did. I said, oh, uh, next one is, is this. <laughs> and he looked at me and went, "Wait, are you auditioning?" And I said, "Yeah." And because yes. they were nice, they were like, "Okay, let's humor this this kid."
0: Let's let's humor the the casting assistant. He he's been here all yeah. day, man. as yeah. yeah. oh, so well oh, Let him sing. Yeah.
1: So. And then I started singing, and I, re- I it was funny. I noticed that everyone, everyone's head was bowed, like oh god, you know, just like trying uh, to keep
0: busy. Yeah, yeah, writing, oh, you know, Michelle. Yeah. Michelle and uh, oh, one more audition. And okay, so get the lunch. And then, lunch. As, soon as I
1: opened my mouth, I saw heads pop up like that, and it felt good. Yes. So I started just singing and singing, and uh, and and, it, and they were like, great, great, thank you and i got uh i got a call back and then another call back and uh and then i was my name was mentioned at the very end
0: and then they scooped you and brought you to
1: brought us to london uh, all 15 of us they flew us to london that was the first time i left the country yeah that was uh, it was it was amazing
0: so on uh let's see let's, sure why not make a few extra bucks and then you get yeah, <laughs> the first time yeah. you leave the country, uh, yeah. I was stupid. That was like, <laughs> you know
1: what? They're singing and they go, I can sing like that.
0: But you yeah. know what? I think, too, part of it, like hearing the story now, it's almost like the the stuff that you didn't know allowed you to just, ah, yeah, bahalana. let's go. Let's There's no it. expectation, yeah,
1: you know, see that you know when you look when i look back now and when i every time you have an audition you go oh, god i need to get this right I need to get this right and of course when i was auditioning it was it, back then it was like okay i need to give my best of course i was nervous of course. as well but yeah, of course. i didn't i wasn't thinking of the outcome i wasn't thinking of i was my focus was in that room to right. to a to,
0: to just make sing the best song that you could sing yeah, and just make uh, just the best to, impression, to yeah. Entertain them.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what's missing with us right now because uh, you know, <laughs> you know, when you go to an audition, I need to bag this. I need to
0: book this. Well, oh no, God. you know, we, we we spoke about it with uh, Jennifer Chang, because she had spoke, she talked to me about um, the Viet Cong. At, e- at East West Players, the auditions right. for Viet Gong. And the process of it, it was it an was eye-opening experience for her because she said that she had to give us permission to act with privilege, to act as if we were stars, to act as if we belonged on the stage as, as big, big, powerful entities. She had to right. give Asian actors permission. And I think so much we're worried about getting the role, so much worried about getting the outcome of it, right. that we don't worry about the actual performance. And right. when the performance is there and you enjoy the performance, that's usually when you end up getting the job.
1: Right, right, just, just. I, I think we, we're getting discombobulated when we get in the room, uh, all these feelings, we, we try to entertain all the feelings, and all the uh, uh, the expectations, as opposed to just, okay, I'm here, I know my piece, I'm gonna perform right now, I'm gonna right. entertain.
0: Yeah. I'm it's your time. Story. Yeah. This is your time. Yeah. 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 I. I, I have you ever thought about teaching acting? Oh. Uh, I've been. Or maybe that. directing. Would, I, you, would, I, you think, I, would you think about directing?
1: I've been asked that so many times, and my, my first reaction is no. No. I, okay. I say I always say no because uh, directing. I, I don't think I have. The temperament or the the vocabulary to to direct. Okay. Uh, to teach, also, I'm not. I didn't. I'm not informed enough. You know, technically. Okay. To 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 teach.
0: See, something. and I and I, I I would say I I get that you wouldn't want to teach a formal class, or you wouldn't want to teach, or or like you want to wouldn't want to maybe direct. I get that. But understand and know that every time that I've worked with you, I learn from you. I, See, okay. and that's See, that's better. That's, I, think, I that's, think
1: yeah, that's that's what I. You know, when 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 I do a production and I'm the lead, they they go, "Oh, you're our leader. You're a few," and that scares me because I, I feel like I'm being expected. I'm expected to go. Teach people and go one on one with people. And and then when I got older, I just go, you don't need to do that. You just need to show up, be professional, do
0: lead by example, and bro. And
1: lead by example.
0: And bro. you did, and you do. Every time that I've worked with you, I like we can talk about Magna now because like that that was when we met. Right. We met. And and you know, I, I I've told the story of the first day of rehearsal when I Ghoul at you with my acting ability, <laughs> and and it and, and uh, that moment in a lot that that play in a lot of ways has carried me right. through the ups and downs of all of this because you know you you, you see, like we were talking before before we started it, it, like that play was a different that was a different type of experience for all of us right. and the way you say you lead. By example. I mean that you're backstage, you're on stage, you're all, you know, in, during the, the promo, everything was a workshop in how you carry yourself as a as a as a lead actor. I mean the rehearsal process wouldn't have would have, we wouldn't have finished that play if not for you, bro. <laughs> and that, that's why I ask about the directing, because had it not been for you that who knows what? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to go into the details of uh, the the nights before opening night because you know, God rest his soul, bless bless Bernardo Bernardo. But you know, it was it was a stressful stressful tech week <laughs> during the during the romance of Magna Rubio, um, uh, the you know Tagalog version and English version.
1: Well, I think all
0: productions need you know go through. You know, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course, and,
1: and, and, and I think it's a good thing because. It uh, it gets the uh, the company together and it makes everyone go okay. This is all up to us. Mm-hmm. It's all in our hands now. Uh, we we either do this or we sink. Yeah. Do this together, or we sink. And we chose to do it together.
0: Yeah. It was it was because um, Rodney was just on the show as well, and I I tell him that that for me one of the most valued pictures I have of all my acting, you know, little snapshots after the show, post-show things, are you and Rodney together, standing there, the two Magnos that I worked with. And it's, um, each, each time that I've done that show has been, it's like I've gone to a different level as an artist and an actor, and also even as a Filipino-American.
1: You know what's so great about that that, that show, First of all, it's a it's a great piece. Yeah, and it's a great uh, uh, vehicle for Filipino Americans. Sure, and uh, it's it's a victory. Yeah, it's a victory victory story for anyone who's played it, and I think we all need victory stories to remind us that yeah, we can do this. You can do this, especially on your down down moments. You go no 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 wait no, uh, you, when you're feeling like. I think I'm not good enough to be here. You need to be reminded of that victory. That yeah. You no, know, you you belong here. Remember that.
0: Do you remember um, when the Luis Alfaro, the the uh, state assemblyman, came right. after one of the shows and gave us an official apology from the state of California? Right. And and Ted and every everybody was crying when he was reading it because it was like an official apology for all the anti-misogyny, for the literally the things that we had been subjugated to in the in the in the in the play. In the play. Yeah. Uh, that that, I don't know that I could ever think, I mean, yeah, Oscars and Emmys and all the other awards are nice, but I don't know that we could ever duplicate that moment ever in our lives, like, the way that that was. Because it was like art meets history in a way that was, ah, like I said, it was it, something weird that night. <laughs> some weird special magical energy that yeah, night. That, it,
1: it, it is so weird sometimes when you, when you do something, it, just because of the story, you, you know, it's good and then you you get something like that and you go oh we are making a difference here We like
0: it's it, a real difference it, that a, this story is yeah. shared
1: because it's it's you know when there's a problem you talk about it you talk about it you 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 share it you you discuss and i think theater or movies do the same thing but but in a grander scale,
0: it's 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 like sitting around the fire and telling the stories and right. the histories, you know, in the past when, when we we could, we didn't have TVs and computers and iPhones I to think. tell the story, but now we do. Right. So why not use those mediums now to tell those stories, right?
1: Well, it's one of those things that you go, you show people when they say, you know what, just stay in your lane, just tell us, just entertain us, just stay in. Yeah, Don't just be think, political. Sing,
0: uh, uh, it's,
1: no. it's not. It's not. It's it's they say those things but they complain people are, everyone complains everyone sure. goes and it's it's it is that you complain there is a a a a personal complaint mm-hmm. and there is a universal complaint sure for everyone sure there is a selfish complaint and there is a, a non selfish complaint and this is a complaint for a better for for everyone representation Uh, representation just saying hey remember this this is this is what happened yeah but we're gonna entertain you at the same time and that's it will it it might you might retain the information
0: better see and that's the power of good storytelling right and I think trying to make something more Palatable for today's society and political correctness sometimes isn't necessarily the best storytelling, right? Like the like we talk about. I mean, we were just talking about Miss Agan. We talk about Magna Rubio. In both cases, there's a lot of, you know, the Me Too movement now is a different, you know, and and all the different, you know, aspects of political correctness in our society. You know, there's a lot of criticisms about Miss Saigon. We were talking about it, right? And how, how you know, oh, this storytelling is this, and and it's, it's we shouldn't we shouldn't tell these stories anymore. And I and I think what you're what you're alluding to is is that is why can't we tell these stories? We should tell these stories. This is our this is the history, and why not share the story? So if not, if nothing else, so that the history isn't repeated.
1: You know, uh, yeah, it, I. To be honest with you, I'm getting tired of defending Mm -hmm. the show. Because, first of all, I love the show. Yeah. It it resonates so much right now.
0: Oh, gosh, so much.
1: There's a bigger picture here that a lot of people are missing. Um, uh, In the Philippines, this is very, very beloved because... It tells a story of of misunderstanding, of uh, the the victims of a conflict by two giants. It let it can be two, you know. It, and then the casualty of that a yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah, that is. And and in the midst of that is pure love and strength. And sacrifice. And sacrifice. Yeah, by this, by the Kim character. Yeah, uh, she she survived so many things. And uh, outside of this, uh, a lot of critics choose to paint her as whiny, needy. Needy needed she needed, needed to be rescued by a white person, which is so untrue It's like the have you seen the show?
0: Did well, you... and I mean and, and the ending I mean when you think about Asian culture and 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 what happens at the end of the show and how she ultimately kills herself so to, to protect her son like how is, how is the white guy saving her when, when she ultimately is the one who makes the final uh, decision to, to, to her ultimate I don't, fate?
1: I, I, I actually am confused about that because yeah. Chris, the character of Chris, is the wimpest character you'll see anywhere. Yeah. And everyone I is. I mean, like, just he nothing. has
0: every, po- every opportunity at the end of the play to stand up for her and to protect her and to protect her son, and then he doesn't do it. So, yeah.
1: All the characters in this show are just flawed. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's, everyone's... It's
0: everyone's, war. Yeah. It's war and people act in terrible ways during war to survive because all, at the end, end of the day they just about, want to live.
1: All these talk about, as well, all these talk about uh, the girls are being objectified. Love. It's like, it's like when you go see Cabaret the Kit Kat Club, all those people there are being objectified. Um, Moulin Rouge, yeah, they are being objectified. Uh, yeah. Th- that is the story. That's why it the the story moves forward because of that. I mean, it's if you- like in you, you they, yeah. They chose the the story to be about kind of the, about the Vietnam War, but. If It's like a camera, instead of focusing on this, they focus on this tiny hole-in-a-wall club mm-hmm. and what goes on in it, and yeah. what what comes out after this night. And what and these they people do these to survive. People, and they follow these people. And that is the story that you're following. And for you to go, oh, you're objectifying these girls, but they in that club, there were prostitutes. They were the prostitutes because they couldn't survive. That's the story. In, in any other way, that is the only way they can see. And if you say being objectified, it's like saying, "Don't show that and in- don't don't show that, sh- don't uh, uh, perform that show anymore." It's like saying to a girl, uh, "Don't wear that tiny skirt. Don't wear those clothes. You are encouraging these men."
0: Yeah. It's 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 a ridiculous it, notion. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: Because if you if you want, okay, if you want to not objectify Asian women in that way, then the story needs to be in a different setting. Because the setting, that's what they had to do to survive. That's how they li- that's how they made their money. That's how they lived in that time period. It's like saying in in Les Mis, you know, you don't, can we not do the.
1: Yeah, let's not do the uh, 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 lovely ladies because you're objectifying yeah. these
0: poor women. Oh, these poor women that are, are, you know, they're in the French Revolution and this is they're 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 being too much because we, we try so much to be so correct and politically correct about but, things. Well, like I
1: like I said, I think maybe it's an, an Asian thing. We try we try to tidy up. We try to, to show our house in a very tidy way. We don't like to show mess. You know, the world is, is a mess, and art is a mess. The more, the messy it is, the messier the, it is, the better the art
0: amen. is. Amen, amen. I already now I know what the title of this episode will be. Maybe not. I don't know. But the messier the art, the better it is. It's true, because even in an artist's life, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. Like, I remember one time during a particular dry spell in my career where I had, I don't know, we, we just had a, a, a conversation just between the two of us. I, I don't even remember where it was. Maybe at SIPA or some, just at some party or something. And you would mentioned to me something about, yeah, I mean, that's just it. There's sometimes you have a dry spell and sometimes you're not working for a little while, but it's okay. You just keep going and you persist. And your career is testament to that because a lot of your success has come later on in your career. I mean, you've had a lot of success throughout your career, right. but the a lot of the success that people now, you know, they know you as John John Brionis, it came at a later time in your life, right? Like like the Gianna Versace stuff was just, just recently. Right. And, you know, even the uh, the American Horror Story stuff where you're a warlock. I mean, all that stuff. It's... It, Talk about that. Like the, the journey of your, your TV and film careers is, is so interesting to me because it's also a story of persistence. And whereas the, the first your opportunity at first was almost a story of almost just happenstance and luck. And you happened to get into this big Broadway production. But then there was once you were there, you wanted to stay there and you wanted to keep going in this in your, and build your career and, and you've kept going and now what's because the the Missagon casting was what in the what, what year was that 1988 so what <laughs> you're still here bro <laughs> that's a, that that you made a lot out of that one lucky opportunity and, and 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 but I know that there's a journey behind that there's a lot of there's a lot to that and you know and we haven't even started talking about your kids. and <laughs> the success of your kids, man. There's some, we, this might be a two-part episode.
1: <laughs> you know, so many times I, I think there was a, a, an opportunity there for me to go, okay, this is enough. That's enough now. let go. go back to engineering. Um,
0: That's what you did before this?
1: Yeah, I, I was uh, an engineering student. I had <laughs> 18 units left. And then Miss Saigon came, and
0: uh, yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: after uh, after London, I think, you know, I, I I kept on doing it. I went, okay, this is this is good. I, I love this. And the thing is, I've been doing this for a long time now. Every but things happen. Not I I don't want to say by accident. It I, it's like I trip on it and I pick it up and take it with me. Mm -hmm. It's like I I trip on something and I pick it up because it's fun. The the more I walk this path, the more fun I was having. Mm -hmm. Even though... Even with the, the rejections, especially when I got here, the rejections... Started. In Los
0: Angeles, first, initially. Um, no, in
1: the, in the United, oh, States. United
0: States. Oh, uh, United States, wow, okay. I, I was in, in New York. Okay.
1: New York first, and I couldn't get a job in New York. Uh, we were, you know, we were unemployed. We, we didn't have anything. And I could have given up, but I, I can't.
0: Like something because said you couldn't. I, I,
1: I, you know what? I didn't even think about it. Mm. It wasn't even a thought of, you know, I
0: there I wasn't an option. Going.
1: Yeah. I had to keep going. Yeah. And then when I got here in LA, the rejections kept piling up again and mm-hmm. and I went, "Okay, there was one time I was uh, an audition um and after the audition, I I was crap. I was so bad mm-hmm. that I got in the car very angry. And I started driving and started hitting the steering wheel and started yelling, mm. yelling at God and going, what do you want from me? Mm. Why are you doing this? Mm. Me? Why? Because there's some, there have been a lot of auditions already that go, oh, this is going to be perfect. This is going to lift me and my family up and this is going to be good for my career. Yeah. And each time I go, hey God. This is it, right? This is this it. This is it. And never got it. That particular instance, I was yelling at him and go, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Do you want me to quit? Do you want me to quit so I can just, I need to, to save my family. I need to feed my family. I need to take care of my family. What do you want me to do? I'll quit. If you want me to quit, I'll quit. But you, show me the way. Show me what, because I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. Show me. And I was screaming, I was crying. And I I sobered up a few hours later and I felt bad. I started crying again and I talked to him again. I said, I'm sorry. Mm. But I can't if i quit if i stop i'm going to die because this is my life yeah you take away this you take away my lungs my heart yeah. everything and i think that was maybe that was his way of going do you really want to do this how yeah. much do you want this
0: yeah cuz that happened and to me and then when too. he
1: heard me say that he said okay I know what's in your heart now. Yeah. I know. I, I just want you to remind yourself what you want. Yeah. And then after that, things got better. I, yeah. It was. It was so. It was so weird and so uplifting as well, mm-hmm. because I think I needed to be reminded of the joy why I did that.
0: Yeah. And well, you you had to almost hit rock bottom, right, to, to yeah. realize, wow, there's a lot to climb even though you've you know i mean it's yeah it it, it it, it, it's one of those things because i in i had that same thing because you know when i when we're working in the store and then the agent dropped me and the manager dropped me and i I hadn't started doing stand-up yet and you know the 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 auditions that i wasn't getting were piling up and i had that same type of thing i was like what am i doing here what am i what 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 is this you know and, I, and now I got my second kid on the way and I'm like what is yeah. what, 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 what am I doing what are you doing here seriously and you get to a point almost where it's like either you have to decide within yourself like there's a part of you as an artist that has to be I'm resigned to do this whatever the outcome because I can't do anything else or I'm gonna die because like what you just said like I can't I'm gonna die if I do anything else And that's the way I felt. That's the way I feel.
1: I I think uh, we are. The trials, the rejections, are a way of it's. It's a nudge to to a direction. Mm. You know, Mm. uh, the you whatever you want to call it, God, the universe. Yeah, yeah, And, and and I realize now every time I get a rejection it's like saying that's not it that's not it so I'm preparing supposed, you for
0: something you're else you're not supposed to be a, preparing yeah. me yeah. for something
1: else there is something else yeah. I'm preparing you for something else I when I think about it now I go I wasn't I, I don't think I was ready for that
0: one yeah. I was just hungry to I was just desperate to work everybody love, and, and I'm at that point now where this podcast has empowered me so much that I don't feel that anymore not, not that I don't feel that I'm that de- I don't feel that desperation to work anymore because I know every Friday I'm going to do another podcast and every Friday I'm going to have another great conversation with another person that's going to right. <laughs> inspire me bro like I I knew and I know that you had gone through your ups and downs but when like when you when you hear that story every every actor has that story of that audition that just That last straw that breaks the camel's back and you just, I can't take any more rejection. There's only so much.
1: You know, there's this uh, being thankful and being, realizing what what you have and what will happen, how you feel when there's a possibility of you losing it. I was watching, I was... uh, I just booked uh, Miss Missagon london and to 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 do uh, the two thousand and fourteen production right and uh, I was supposed to go to London in March and then I hurt my back in january new year's day and i couldn't move i couldn't move for days and and, and I was supposed to be getting ready getting in shape for the uh, the rigors of an h o week and and i couldn't i couldn't even move and I, I was thinking oh my god what if i can't do this show what if yeah. can what if i can't do theater anymore what if because of my back what if i my back is messed up that i can't do this thing acting anymore and and then i was watching i was on the floor watching tv i was you know because resting my back and mm-hmm. i scene. and i was watching the what was on tv uh Feel the dreams, mm. and I was watching it, and I, I've always liked that that movie. and And then we got to that section where Shoeless Joe and uh, Ray met for the first time. I said, John, Ray.
0: No, uh, yeah, Shoeless Joe. Yeah,
1: John, no, oh. John Kinsella or Ray Kinsella. Anyway, the the, the 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 they they've met for the first time, and he was talking. Shoeless Joe was talking about playing baseball and how he missed it and how when it was taken away from him it was like his legs were amputated. And he was talking about you know oh man I love this game. Um, You know it's the sound. It's the people rising to their feet when the ball gets hit deep and you know all these things and then he and then he he took a moment and he went, jeez, I do this for nothing." And that's exactly what I was—I felt. I went, "That's exactly what I was thinking." What if it's got, it's taken away from me? I was in his shoes, this yeah. Joe. And, yeah. and I started crying and I went, "This is how much this it means. Th- this craft yeah. means to me. It's if it's if it's taken away." And I think from then on, I, 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 I'm, I work hard.
0: Sure, you, bro, we but know I you work hard.
1: At that point, I, I even doubled my my effort from mm-hmm. then on because I knew, you know, what I want and what I have. And if it's taken away from me, how much
0: it will mean. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it, man. I get it. Because... I I I remember when we did Magna Rubia, right? My my daughter was just born. My first daughter was just born, and I saw you you, you know your relationship with Isa and Teo and and your family and how much you've built with your career. But not only that, but just even in their careers and how much success they've had, and and to think of even putting any of that at risk, I I don't know what I would do either. I mean, I I, I don't know how that, I don't even know how that would work in your brain to be able to try and put any of that at risk or, or, or lose even a a bit of that because it's so incredible and every time I watch it it's just it's so wonderful to see your whole family. Like um so Jason made a joke. I don't he, you've heard this joke before, but Jason Rogel, he said that you're the Filipino von Trapps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. but it's <laughs> it's the truth, man. I mean Teo's in you know he's doing his thing, being like this teen idol, dreamy, long-haired, you know, Filipino kid. And then, and Issa, I don't even I, I just want to, if, if she can, you know, maybe one day I can, I can hang out with, uh, with, uh, Mr. Stewart, that would be... <laughs> Maybe invite Mr. Stewart to Miss one of the uh, one of the Hollywood uh, the Hollywood reunions uh, <laughs> the Hollywood uh, holiday party. Oh my gosh, Patrick Stewart! I mean, she's she's in that show now. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, I she, mean she, Hamilton. Even out. before that, I mean, just it's like it's like there's something in your genes, bro. Because everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you're the, you are the Filipino Von Traps in a lot of ways. <laughs> now we're just
1: very uh, very fortunate that. Uh, I think we did well, Megan and I, Megan, my wife, I think we did well. Well, uh, you guys met on uh,
0: Miss Saigon, right? You, Megan was a part of the Miss Saigon. Yeah, she, uh,
1: she was playing the uh, American wife when we did uh, Miss Saigon in Germany. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, going back to, to Issa and Theo. Yeah, we, we got lucky.
0: I don't know, man. It, I see a lot of people out here with a lot of kids, and, a lot of way, and, and it's not just luck. You, you raise those kids the right way. They are smart. They are, you know, they, they, they're well-spoken. They, they're classy, classy kids. And but the thing is,
1: you, you don't really know what the right way is. You just want to, you just always instill in them to be kind, to be polite, to, to work hard, to have fun. I think those are the, the the only, yeah, the words that we always pound into them, especially have fun. Mm-hmm. have fun if you're not having fun, What's the point? Don't do it.
0: Yeah. Well, my guy, like okay, so I saw when I saw Issa had been cast in Hamilton, I wanted just, as a father, what was the experience like for you to see her on stage? playing in Hamilton and, 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 and she was she was I, I'm trying to remember the name of her role but I yeah right right. right. and, and and she's one of the main right. the sisters and yeah. it, it's how what was it like watching her
1: you know I I don't think I was uh, surprised of course we're not because we've always thought she's good mm-hmm. and sure it's just a matter of time and thank God she's good so you don't have to lie to them, (laughs) you know? But sitting there in the audience, my wife and I, Megan and I, we were just, we were just in awe and proud of how far she's gone at this, she's come at this early age. She was 19 when she booked it, and she was so poised, so... Mature for her age, and yeah.
0: so talented. So talented, and wow, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, yeah, we
1: we were we're <laughs> we're, blessed. we're, it's, we're it, blessed.
0: It's very it's very it, it's cool to see it, and you know, I'm pushing. I'm, my daughters are now they they're all off book on Avengers Endgame Game, and also uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. They know all the female roles there. <laughs> Excellent. They're good. I'm doing a lot of re- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not doing any of that Excellent. stuff. No. no, I'm letting my kids, like I said, I'm letting my kids have fun. Like, uh, I, I remember when my daughter was in, she was six months old, and my agents at the time had said, hey, bring her in. We'll, we'll, we'll rep her, and you can bring her to, you know, book, her a, book a commercial audience. Even if she just books one, it'd be great, right? I'm like, all right, cool. And they put her in a um, ladybug costume. And the, and uh, I remember taking a picture of her sitting on the casting, in the casting room, waiting to go in with, in this ladybug costume, and she had this, just this pout. I don't want to do this. This is horrible. <laughs> just this like, and, and I and I, was, I I took her out of the ladybug costume, and I said, "This is my dream. This isn't yours. You right. you do whatever you want to do, yeah. and we let you're you're too young to deal with this rejection yeah. anyway." No, no, it
1: it. it it's not for everyone no and uh, I think that's how in our industry we get weeded Uh, you know things get weeded out because if you're here for a you know the shallow reason like I want to be famous Mm. I want to be in a magazine I want to be that I want to then and it's not about the work
0: it's going to be tough for you
1: you're going to go oh this is so hard you're not you're not going to be able to uh, 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 appreciate the, the hard work and actually when if you really love this and you're doing the hard work you love it that, that's that is i think that is the uh, the fun part all these things are just icing on a cake mm-hmm. you, you don't even need you, you don't i you don't even Think about that. No. The, the awards are going to award ceremonies, or you know, being mentioned or being nominated, or it, that's that's silly. That's those are just silly things. Somebody somewhere, some somehow went, oh, let's pat ourselves in the back and uh, let's do this, and uh, yeah, we'll give each other these shiny things. It's it's a silly thing, and it became this. Entity, this huge thing that, that is controlling us, and w- in a way, when you think about it, mm-hmm. th- it messes with you. Oh, yeah. When I was in London, when I did the, the uh, when I was doing Miss Saigon and we got nominated for the Olivier, it's, it's messy, it will mess you up. It was messing me up. I was like, why, y- y- you know, why weren't my, you know, Co- my cast members weren't they? Why weren't they nominated? Why? And then I begin to realize: What are you saying? That those other people didn't deserve it? Are you mm. putting them down? What What is this? It It has the tendency to do that mm-hmm. to you. All sure, these sure. instead of I know. The, I mean,
0: I know during during Magna Rubio when you were nominated and the, they were nominated for choreography, but I wasn't nominated for supporting. I was abs- That's <laughs> right. That's <laughs> I'm right. just totally kidding. <laughs> You know, it's it's the
1: the the purpose of this was was kind of nice. You know, let's celebrate let's everyone.
0: Tell a story,
1: yeah. Let's celebrate everyone. But now it's not. It's it's becoming a competition. Well, and it's oh, also oh, I
0: won it over him. Ah. Well, and it's also it also becomes part of the money making part of the the business the business end of it. Because if you're award nominated and all these other things, you you can sell the project even right. further it and it goes further right. in yeah, and has more Yeah, it, like, it has its
1: purpose. Sure. But it it's you know i mean it's losing its the purity of oh, sure. why we we do this you know well and i think why that's why did we get to that point
0: <laughs> no 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 we, we were just we're <laughs> How just did we that, get see, there. but that's that's podcasting bro you just flow and you just talk and 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 to be honest it's it's really cool because i was going to ask you about the awards ceremonies because you were in Gianna Versace in the assassination of Gianna Versace and that was very award winning as far as it goes and and that experience it it can be just very surreal because when you're when you try to I remember there was um, Ving Rhames uh, he and he was nominated for an award and Don Lemon at the time, I think Don Lemon was still alive and he was nominated for 12 Angry Men. And Ving Rames was so enamored with Don Lemon. Jack Lemon. Oh, Jack Lemon, thank you. No, I always put Don there, but Jack Lemon's performance in 12 Angry Men. And Ving Rames was so enamored by Don. Uh, Jack, did you see I Do it again? Jack Lemon's performance that he said, I don't think that art deserves awards and I'm going to leave this right here. And he left the. I think it was a Golden Globe and he left it right there. And it. it that was a, a memorable moment in my career as an actor as an artist because as a young actor as a young artist you're like all I want to do is win an Academy Award or I want to I want to be in a movie that's huge or whatever and 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 at the end of the day it really is just about the work and if you if you love the work and you like to do the work you'll do it for free you'll do it for no awards you'll do it you know (laughs) money yeah gas money it's cool you know yeah give me a beer (laughs) a beer (laughs) <laughs> but Just to, to kind of like Round it up Because we only go in an hour We could go hours and hours I know But I, I um, What's next for you? What What do you what's, what's Not even what's next for you Like what What advice Would you give Because this podcast for me I edit this podcast for young actors and artists and writers and comedians and whoever out there in the Asian-American persuasion, what advice would you give to a young artist out there?
1: Oh, I really don't like that question. You don't? Because...
0: because, We can ask uh, another question. No, no. See, because I
1: can edit. Maybe I'll get to that. I'll edit Um, this. (laughs) No. You know, when... Advice is like uh, uh, this. Is my advice to you because this is uh, foolproof. Oh, okay. and, You know, you know, you know. No, I know what you're saying. There's like no,
0: that, there's no. You will not fail if you follow. One me. answer. There's it's, no one answer. But tell me, tell me what got you to this point? Will, like, if you had any bit of advice say, that would get you to the, an actor to where you are right now, what would it be?
1: I will say, uh, find the joy and the fun. In, in everything that is in front of you. Uh, if, I think the question is, will you do this for free? Mm. Don't say it to every, you know, don't say it out loud. No, don't say that out
0: loud. No, it's true. Um,
1: no, you ask make... yourself, will you do this for free? If you, the answer is yes, yes, do it. Um, always have fun. Always be passionate. Always be open. Always be open all don't oh lose the ego lose the uh, uh, that sh- you know i I, I really don 't like it when when actors go, but that my character will not say that that 's silly because even when you go i wouldn't do that, yes, you will there are moments when you're so ecstatic that you go Ooh, you say something or you do something and you go why did I do that I, I don't I wow where did that come from and always be open to things make it work because when you try to when, you, when a director tells you how about this and you go okay you try to make it work in your mind it's a test for your mm-hmm. it, it's a test of your ability exactly. to make things work and not just go, oh, no, 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 no. that's not for me. It, that's that's of all, part of putting, the gig. First of all, you're putting a negative twist on on that situation mm-hmm. already and it's not going to work. Uh, and love. Always have love. Love in your heart. Because when you have love in your heart, it's easier. It, it would be easy to play anger joy sadness and all the other emotions because you're free to explore you have a freedom you 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 allow yourself to feel because of that love in my opinion
0: yeah this is you have terrible advice (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what bro The, 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 the last bit that you said about love that to me is a is an encapsulation of every interaction I have with you. Is very seldom. You never, ever look at a, a situation in a negative way, even when it is a negative situation. You always try to find the love in the situation and where it is that you can figure out how to make that situation as good as you possibly can. I'm every, every single time. Every time that we've worked together, every time. I mean, it's, there's, still, there's still a secret cartoon voiceover that we recorded together that hasn't come out yet, that one day... That's still a secret? It's still a secret. Jeez. Because the animator is still working on it, because it's, you know, whatever. It's one of those, you know, it takes a long time with animation, but one of these days it's going to come out, but I also have something else for you. Remember when, at the end, of Magno, I said I was going to write a script, and I was going to write a script mm-hmm. for you? I have a gift for him. I'm not going to tell you guys about it now, but I have a gift <laughs> for John John. At the I end get a this.
1: gift?
0: Yes. He gets a gift because I, I've, been, I've been working on a short script, a film, a film script, and I've been wanting to write a, a, a film for John John for a while, and I'm putting it out there. I'm going to give you the script, and we're going to get a, well, I'm going to turn off this podcast now, and John John and I are going to have lunch. We're going to do lunch, L.A. style, and we're going to talk about a script. You see, it's totally Hollywood, crazy, funny Asian story.
1: We're so Hollywood.
0: We're so Hollywood. No, really, I'm just so happy that we are here together, that you shared the beautiful stories that you shared, man, because everything that I thought this podcast was going to be is even better than I thought it was going to be, bro. I mean, I just thank you for always being so literally always so open to everything and always so loving in what you do with everything that you do and, and the way that you keep this community together, man, I I, want to use this platform as an opportunity to thank you on behalf of everybody because everybody's thankful for it. Everybody loves it from Caesar and Rodney and everybody who comes to the parties when, when we're there all together, it's, it reminds us that we're all a family and we're all in, in, in this, in this game together. And it's, Thank you for that. Maha, Maraming maraming salamat. Wala pong anuman.